Welcome back to Slay Away, the podcast where we discuss the inspiration behind your favorite horror films, lore, gore, and every kill in between. I'm your host, E.L. King, and on this very special episode of Slay Away, we're chatting with writer and director Avalon Fast about her feature debut, Honeycomb, which had its world premiere at Slamdance and recently screened at the Boston Underground Film Festival. The film stars a group of fast friends and was shot on Cortez Island in British Columbia with no budget to speak of. The 21-year-old director has a long and bright future ahead of her. The idyllic coming-of-age horror film follows a group of teen girls who abandon the lives they know for an isolated cabin in the woods. Feral girlhood is on the menu as the group create their own society and set forth their own laws and rituals. The girls sleep on the floor, and boys must be escorted to the location blindfolded with rendezvous allowed on a mattress outside only. The girls don red dresses and pray to the painting of a woman surrounded by honeycomb with bees in her hair at a candlelit altar. The rule of suitable revenge settles disputes quickly, but their laws are vicious. Dear Mom, due to unforeseen circumstances, I am leaving. This may not be goodbye forever, but... Lately, it's hard to know what forever means. I've been looking for something. I think I might have found it. Jules, Vicky, Leader, Millie, and I are moving. I know you don't like them very much. Well, I don't really care. I cannot disclose the location. That is our secret to keep. Turn my room into your office or whatever. I know you will appreciate the space. Do not come looking. Do not worry about me. I will be having the time of my life. My life. Love. Love. Avalon, welcome to Slayaway, and thank you for taking the time to be here during the Boston Underground Film Festival to discuss your debut feature, Honeycomb. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Well, I had the opportunity to screen the film at Slamdance earlier this year when it had its world premiere. So how would you describe your coming-of-age like daylight horror film to everyone? Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, Honeycomb is about a group of young women who uh, get bored with their mundane lives and decide to start a cult of their own out in an abandoned cabin. Um, they come up with a new set of rules for how they want to live their life, and things end up getting pretty weird and scary towards the end. <laughs> Oh, I definitely like weird and scary. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, can you tell us more about the film's inspiration centered around the fear of the future and the uncertainty of growing up? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I I wrote this um, the year after I'd graduated high school. So it definitely came from a true place for me. I was, you know, definitely wanting to get out of uh, the small town that I went to high school in and um, I was growing up and the the people I made it with were in the same position. So it definitely came from a real place. And, and yeah, I think that, you know, 
moving on, growing up, getting out of, you know, that high school, um, you know, comfort zone was definitely, it, I mean, that's a scary thing. And there's definitely like elements of that in Honeycomb and what they're doing, um, moving on with their lives and starting their own thing. Um, but yeah, but you know, you add in some horror as well. And that wasn't necessarily my real life experience, but <laughs> yeah, there's definitely that sense of a false start after you graduate high school yeah. and you're expected to know exactly what you want to do and where you need to go to do it or learn yeah. the skills <laughs> to do it. And it's like, I know I, I was like, okay, cool. I'll go to college. And then I spent like six months of college and I was like, I can't find like the right path for me. So I was yeah. like, let me take a break. And then <laughs> I continued to try to figure it out and start different things all throughout my twenties. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I totally sure. understand that. And I really liked how this captured that feeling. What other themes are navigated in the film beyond like the mind bending isolation <laughs> of the girls experience? Because we had read an essay equating it to a portrait of feral girlhood. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing um, that I was not, it's not like I, you know, wrote, you know, what, what moods or tones or, you know, themes I was trying to incorporate, but what I noticed came up uh, for me was that kind of gender divide. And we've been talking about it a lot, even more recently doing interviews um, uh, with uh, PJ's character, one of the, the, you know, guys in the, in the guy group and they're ultimately um, anger comes out of a place of jealousy for, you know, why can't I be involved with what they're doing? Why do we have to be, you know, left out because, you know, we're the guys, even though they don't say that necessarily, but, but yeah, just like looking into, you know, why did the girls feel that need to leave and, you know, isolate themselves? Um, why were they being overshadowed when they were in, you know, their natural environment, you know, in their home town? Why were they being overshadowed by the guys? And um, so, yeah, that, that gender divide is definitely something that I've noticed and and didn't really think about too much until the film was made and you know I've watched it a couple times and I've talked with you know the cast and crew about it since and that definitely comes up and I think that's important to pay attention to do you see the film at all as a feminist film yeah yeah definitely actually I said to um Henry who plays PJ who I'm traveling with right now the other day I was like oh my gosh like I'm a feminist filmmaker and I didn't I, I mean like I didn't <laughs> necessarily set out <laughs> trying to do that but it, it's definitely happening and it's continuing to happen um even more so uh with what I'm writing next and you know I'm and yeah it's it's inevitable that's my fate and I'm, I'm okay with that <laughs> <laughs> well um you had previously stated that uh honeycomb tells the real horror story of taking things too far without a way to go back and sacrificing friendships for relationships and the way female beauty can overpower the evil that lurks within. So we've recently been discussing the themes of tainted love and friendship and horror. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know if you could expand on how the film represents sort of the cannibalism of friendship in favor of relationships. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Big that's question. such Sorry. a, no, no, that's good. It's interesting because it's, you know, it's can be such a it, or a seemingly small thing, but you know, if you're if you're choosing a romantic relationship over you know a friendship, which happens often um, in life, or from my experience, you know, we see that a lot, and it 
it usually causes some kind of uproar within a friend group, you know? Um, and, and it can be really scary. Like there is a lot, it, it seems so innocent, you know, love is love. And there's not, there's not once, you know, once, the, once that's happening um, in this story, for example, you know, when Millie and Emmett start to get together, they're not necessarily trying to hurt anybody, you know, and they even talk about that, you know, it's not like she's trying to hurt us, but it, it's, it's hurtful regardless. Um, and yeah, I see that come up a lot and it's, and it's interesting how uh, that can, you know, really like, yeah, to destroy, you know, friendships so quickly that um, romantic relationships getting involved and, and what to do about that and, and what's right and what's wrong. There's a lot there. <laughs> and it's interesting when you see, and oftentimes I've seen this in all of my female friendships, when um, you're very, very close with someone, especially if you're both single mm-hmm. and you spend a lot of time yeah. together and there's like a really close bond, but like the minute that your friend does become involved in romantic relationships, oftentimes they are sacrificing all of their time to that relationship. And it definitely can create a divide and to the point where you never talk to them anymore because they're so focused on their relationship. And that definitely can feel really hurtful. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've experienced that. I'm sure. And people have experienced it with me, I'm sure, you know, but you know, I've, I've had best friends and, and, you know, more so in high school where it was really noticeable and they get a boyfriend and I'm like, oh, damn, like I need a new best friend now. <laughs> and right. like, such well, a- we know they're going to be busy and you definitely, yeah. I think, leave room for someone to have that experience and be happy for them. But also if you're constantly trying to have even a small piece of their time and you feel like you're, you can't get that, it also feels like a rejection similar oh, yeah. to what oh, yeah. you might feel uh, in terms of romantic rejection as well, even though it's friendship. So, yeah, that's, you um, know, remembering that feeling, even like, you know, I talk about it and it's funny now, but it was, you know, heartbreaking at the time to lose somebody. Cause it's almost like, like you said, when you're both single, it's almost like you're in a relationship and when they actually get into a relationship, it feels like you're breaking up, you know? Yeah, definitely. And there's actually, I think, some studies on that as well. So yeah. um, I need to do my research in that area. But, <laughs> <Maybe me too. laughs> uh, it's, the feelings are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so horror is a teenage girl. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and a group of teenage girls isolated on an island is apt to be a harrowing and horrifying experience. So, yes. well, how would you describe the horror elements of Honeycomb? Yeah, definitely. Um taking place more so you know it's it's not a slasher movie you know it's not it's not filled with gore but um more so the uneasiness and you know um, uncomfortable feelings that are happening within um this close friend group you know with the with the younger sister showing up and people some people knowing each other better than you know other people and conversations that you know trigger other people, those kind of things. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to think about too, because, you know, my experience with my girlfriends for the most part has been that we're we're all close. And when we hang out, it's just a great time. And I, I, I've done it with them. I've lived in houses with them. Um, and it's been almost the opposite of this where, you know, these great things start to happen, but I I can remember being younger and and maybe not have founding the people that I'm going to be able to get along with well, and having weird things break out at, you know, sleepovers or, um, yeah, you know, just the wrong people. And I think that honestly, 
with these girls, they just weren't the right people for each other at that time, not all of them together um, at once. And then, yeah, there's, a you know, you get a little bit more of the gory stuff going on at the end. Um, and that comes with their, their list of rules, which um, I think, you know, when you, when you hear the rules and when they're coming up with them in the be- beginning, you can already tell that um, they're a little bit off or, you know, they, they get a little too set in these ways that they can't see that uh, what they're doing is not morally right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Having a set of boundaries that's a bit arbitrary. Yeah. The stricter you are, the more tensions rise and mm-hmm. it can get really messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I think we see in this case. Um, so Honeycomb is your debut feature. So congrats. Um, it was really fun to check it out at Slamdance. Um, But you took on a lot of roles for this film. So co-writing, directing, editing, um, the gambit of things. Did you experience any big or unforeseen challenges during production? Yeah. I mean, it was our first time making a a movie that took more than a weekend, you know, Um, and people can get bored of things, you know, and, and or not even bored, but frustrated too, you know, like this is taking up all of my time. You know, there's you know, even real, you know, in real life, like on set, people were in other relationships, you know, they they didn't want to spend all their time, you know, making honeycomb this unpaid, um, you know, idea that their friend had come up with. Uh, so the fact that it even got finished is a miracle. Um, and there were, yeah, a, a number of challenges with having that many roles. I, I look forward to the next project I do and having more support and other roles um, filled so that I can focus more on, you know, just purely like directing. And uh, I think that'll be really cool for me, but I'm sure a number of other challenges will come up with just having that one role as well and being able to focus on it. So we'll see. (laughs) Do you feel like out of that experience with your friend group that it strengthened your bonds? You know, at first, I, after filming it on Cortez, I went back to Vancouver with all the footage, you know, and I, um, I lived with Henry who plays PJ at the time. And, you know, I was just editing it and I I was feeling kind of sad because I, I didn't live around them. They all still lived back, um, in my hometown. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I hope this wasn't the last thing I do with these people, you know, because again, we were still fresh out of high school and I, you know, watching the footage, I, I almost was getting emotional. You know, you watch the blooper reels and stuff and, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, this, these are my people. And I hope I, I don't this isn't the last thing. And, um, yeah, it, you know, maybe for a little while we took like some space apart. Everyone's figuring out their stuff. But within that year, towards the end of that year, we all um, we all moved in together in a different place altogether. Um, and so I still live with uh, the main girls that are in that movie now. So it, I I don't know if it was that, but for whatever reason, we're still really close. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, where else can we see Honeycomb this year? And do you have any other upcoming projects you can share with us <laughs> that we should be on the lookout for in the future? Yeah, you know, I 
the you know there there will be other chances to see honeycomb um there's exciting things coming up but none of them i think that i'm allowed to publicly share yet but i can talk <laughs> that's okay i wasn't sure so i'm like thinking you know there's there's exciting things and i'm excited to talk about them but yeah not not publicly yet but uh i can talk about what i'm doing next a little bit i wrote um a screenplay over the winter it's called camp it's about an you know uh evil summer camp and a girl cult of instructors. So uh, similar, similar theme going on there. And yeah, hopefully shooting it. Is it a period people. horror film? Can I ask <laughs> that much about it? Because I love like camp movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that it, are horror and just like the isolation of being in the middle of a forest or wherever mm-hmm. the summer camp is. And I do like I, that idea of a cult of like camp counselors who are all women is really cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm I'm really excited about it 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 uh it came to me out of my own fear of summer camps I used to get sent to a lot of camps when I was a kid I was an only child and I think my parents were like get out of here for the summer go away and (laughs) I really did not handle those very well so I had a lot of um horror material for a summer camp (laughs) fantastic well i can't wait for more information about that so please keep us surprised yeah of course for everyone else if you have an opportunity at some point to see honeycomb we highly recommend it because we got to see it first at slam dance (laughs) so thank you avalon so much for being here i really appreciate it it's been fantastic to talk with you yeah of course i was just gonna say we're also screening um it's our uk premiere so i don't know if this gets out to the UK people, but we're uh, playing at Cinexcess and the Distinctive Visions. It's a virtual festival, so that might be more accessible as well. Yes. Actually, the UK is our second biggest audience. Cool, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here. If you've yet to be convinced about how absolutely fantastic Honeycomb is, I just wanted to share a quote from Alexandra Heller Nichols, who is a writer, film critic, and the author of 1000 Women in Horror. And she had this to say about the film. Honeycomb is a wild, wandering, wondrous film, a dreamy, abstracted portrait of that liminal space between adolescence and adulthood. It's still making the festival rounds, so there'll definitely be an opportunity to see it in the future. Did you enjoy that episode? If you like the podcast, we encourage you to head over to Podchaser and leave us a review. The best part is it helps put Slay Away in the hands of more horror fans. 